Cold War is still happening. Yeah. No, I've, um, so, yeah, I'm just still getting used to, um... Being a sound engineer. Being a sound engineer. All right. Hello, and welcome to <laughs> Megan's Megacan, with me, Conrad Werner, and over there, it's Megan. Hi, everybody. Good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad I got it right this time. <laughs> uh, so, that was a perfect uh, yes. intervention, uh, timing. <laughs> Wise. Um, so we've um, got a lot to discuss this week. We're going to talk about Good. we're going to talk about uh, Angela Merkel's big decision. Yes. We're going to talk about who her possible successor is, both as leader of the CDU and the possibly leader of the country. And I'm going to guess I'm not going to love that lineup, but maybe I will. Maybe who you, knows? Maybe, maybe things have changed. Yeah. I haven't been in Germany for a little while. Allow yourself to be surprised, <gasps> as the uh, Germans put it. Oh, um, I thought you were actually telling me that, not just... Mm, we'll see. No, I was just using the translation of the German phrase. Allow yourself, that's such a... Anyway. Yeah, um, and we're also going to talk about the Global Migration Pact of the UN. All right. And what it has to do with... Oh, oh yeah, and we can also talk a little bit about that cunt that I mentioned a few weeks ago. All right. Well, if we're going to talk about him, we're going to need some drinks. Have we? Yes, we are. What have we got? What um, have we got again, like I was a little bit limited because I was just coming. I've come straight from work. Um, so I've just gone with our classic favourites, which not, are which are a Jack Daniels and ginger. Oh yeah, ale or beer. I don't know. My New Year's resolution this year was to work out the difference between ginger ale and ginger beer. Obviously still haven't done that, and it's November. Um, <laughs> that was your New Year's resolution? It was one of them, and I can't remember what the other one was. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's not a very hard resolution. Well, you'd think, but here I am in November, and I still don't know it. So, still you a know. challenge. Yeah. It's not, like, yeah. I, I ran a half marathon earlier this year, and still... Like yeah, that that's, wasn't a, a that's a hard. That wasn't even a resolution. <laughs> just that's just it. that's how difficult the beer, the ginger beer, ginger ale thing has turned out to yeah. be. Now you mention it doesn't make any sense, does it? No. Well, yeah. exactly. So what's this one? Ale. Sorry, I don't know. This is ginger. Just ginger. Oh fuck! Well, that throws a cat amongst the pigeons, doesn't it? I suppose the test would be if I could taste it and I'd be able to tell you. Okay. But I can't because I don't know. But maybe that's what we could test in our last show of December to see if I've done my New Year's resolution. It's not you don't have a year to do it though, do you? You're supposed to like on I don't know. Yeah, um I'm year. going to be drinking a gin and tonic though. You're going to be drinking and I'm gonna have the ginger. Well unless you want the gin and tonic for a switcheroo. It's really up to you. Okay, I'll have the gin and tonic for a change. <gasps> Why not? Why what the hell? I feel that's so uh, crazy. <laughs> It's, yeah. a, it's a Tuesday night as well, which is not usually a mega can kind of a night, but... No, but, you know... Here we are. It is in this house. Cheers. Oh, cheers. I managed to open that properly this time. Oh, it's lovely. It's really good, that one, isn't it? That is my classic favourite. Yeah, it's great, yeah. It's, it's really good. Yeah, it's like, almost... my mum will drink one of those. Will she? She's classy. <laughs> and there's a... Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I yeah. I this one is think. also delicious. If anyone's in the market, this is the Jack Daniels uh, perfect mix of whiskey and 
it does just say ginger. Right. I think it might be ginger ale because I do sort of know the difference. But not on like a, a sort of a scientific level, which is kind of what I set out to do. Right. No, okay. On so the stroke we want, of midnight, we by, January 1st this year. By, yeah, by, by New Year's Eve, we're going to have to know the molecular difference, the, like the construction of ginger, ale and beer. Well, let, let's not That's set the bar sign. too okay. too high. <laughs> okay. I just kind of want to know basically why they're just different. Just the basic differences. Pretty um, much. Yeah, I am very impressed by how good this um, uh, gin and tonic is. It's almost like someone made it. Isn't it? Exactly. So this is what I say for anyone out there who is still, first of all, listening, because I've just been talking about the difference between ginger ale and ginger beer. But also if you're like, oh, those mega cans don't really like them. No. Your gin and tonic, your Gordon's gin and tonic is your gateway mega. That's what got me into them. I used to not be able to drink them at all. Yeah. Slippery slope. Yeah, it is, yeah. Not, and I hate to say this about any mega cans, but the the Gordon's pink gin and tonic. Hmm. Not good. I would, I would, unless you really like sweet things. It's a sickly one. What is pink gin? Well, the thing with gin is it's having a bit of a moment. Um, And the hilarious thing is that gin is just basically nothing. Like it's such a, it's not like a whiskey or or a port or something that has to, or, you know, be made lovingly in like barrels by people who know what they're doing and then aged over time. It's none of that. It's just booze. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's got really fancy. So people are making like a shed ton of money by going, oh, it's infused with this and this one's pink and this one's, you know. I got served in a pub in my hometown in Northern Ireland and otherwise like quite unassuming it's just a pub. It's not like a, it's great, but it's yeah. not like a big fancy gin bar or anything. A gin and tonic with, with grapes in it. Grape halves. Oh, actual grapes? Yeah, what, what, sliced in half. Someone had sliced them for me. Wow. Was it, did they, did they enhance the gin? <laughs> I mean, it was delicious, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I that don't know. So that, pink yeah. gin is just pink gin. That's Unless I am wrong, I am willing to be corrected on this. That's like it seems to me because I don't even know what gin it's not it's not like pink grapefruit it's not like a yellow grapefruit that's just pink. It's just you understand that gin is not fruit. <laughs> no, like... I, I just what do they make gin with? I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's another thing you have to find out. So how do yeah, they make, how it's do they like make it's gin? basically just what is the raw? It's some kind of grain, I'm assuming. I don't know, okay. but then it's got like juniper in it. I think it is right. like it is. It's got stuff in it. Yeah. I uh, actually, it's funny you said a gin moment because uh, I had visitors at the weekend and they brought me from Manchester some Manchester gin. That's, is it nice? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's like artisanal Mancunian gin. Yeah, we had. I few. love this about gin because <laughs> I'm. I. I, I, I am willing to be corrected. And if you want to come and talk to me about like the finer points of gin making. Yeah. It's just a bit of a like, dirty spirit. Like it used to be, you know, like if we went back to Victorian England. Yeah. And they heard us waxing lyrical about like gin. They'd be like, that's the stuff that down at heel prostitutes have on their gin rag. 
Yeah, like it's to like, keep it's them like, going through the night. It's not it's old style her- like, heroin, isn't it? Exactly. Well, no, because it's heroin was for more fancier people. Yeah, exactly. I really, I'm going no, like, way beyond my actual historical knowledge yeah, here. We're but swimming like, a little bit out of our depth here, but we, um, yeah, but I, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of other things that have gone back and back into fashion, fashion, fashion. Oh. <laughs> Um, so has, uh, you know, extremist politics. Fascism, which is what Fascism, you almost said there. Which is what, that is what I wanted to say. Yeah. It was a bit of a Freudian slip. But that's it was, yeah. And, um, on that note, uh, do you know what happened while you, because you've been away, you don't know anything, you, you know, you know, even less than you normally do. <laughs> Quite a harsh comment for you. Uh, you, you. Not because I don't deserve it. It's just because usually you're very polite. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I do. I, I, I don't uh, know anything that's happening. Uh, do you know? That, but you know. But not, not nothing. But you know. Well, that, I know that fascism is back in fashion. Yeah, and you know that um, Angela Merkel has uh, officially announced that as the end of her era. I did know that. I got a notification on my phone. While I was on holiday. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Mm. From her, did she write to you? Aye, she texts me. I'm out. <laughs> Order me a gin. <laughs> put my put my twilight on the sunlight you're next to you. <laughs> yeah. She is German. Yeah, yeah. And um, so she announced that she is uh, going to give up the, her uh, leadership of the, of the CDU, mm-hmm. her party, on December the 8th. And then go on a mad Christmas session. Yeah, then it's just going to be glue vines. Just and, ah. uh, with with a shuss, probably. Probably Mitch shuss, absolutely. <laughs> uh, for the for the next three weeks, and um, uh, but she's not giving up. This should make that clear. She's not giving up yeah. the leadership of Germany. Yeah, so you'll probably don't go too wild on the glue vines. Angela. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's two things to this. There's yeah. one she's saying Moderation. She's, she doesn't want to be the leader of the CDU anymore, or she's stepping down. But in this way, German politics seems to be a little bit different to, does it? Like UK politics? Do I just not understand how it works? Can you step down from leading a party? Yeah. And still remain prime minister? I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know how it works in know. England, but it's uh, but it's different. In the UK. But it's the same. In, it's the same in America, isn't it? You like the like Donald Trump isn't the leader of the Republican Party. Aye, he's there. He's there. I don't really have known. <laughs> he's there. He's just there. Come on, America, go voting. You've probably still got some arms. Yeah. Go, go, go. So it's a bit like in America and Germany. They have just they, they have separately, but. Angela Merkel is is a new, she's been leader of the CDU since two thousand eighteen years, and, and so she has never uh, so the the CDU has just not had been in this position for a long time. So mm. everything feels very unstable for them. Mm. So they're going through a little bit of a, a rocky a transitional period. It feels a bit rocky for them, but it's the closest that Germany has has had to you know like a real. Oh, what's going to happen next? Like you can feel there's something in the air. It's like, like, oh, what, how are we going to deal with this? It's like, like you know, we have to do, we have to like. Think Which about in any things. other country might be quite yeah. exciting, but in Germany, not in some other yeah. countries, but in Germany, it's 
a little bit terrifying, maybe? Yeah. No, I don't know. Yes. And, and the thing is, like, about the one, one thing about the CDU is they're very much about having a, a strong leader. You don't, you don't really think that about Merkel. She doesn't come across as like this very, you know, authoritarian figure. But what she did in the CDU was to, uh, like, make sure that she, she assumed all the important positions. And the CDU liked it that way. They wanted, they didn't want, she always insisted the chancellor has to be the same person as the party leader as, and the, and when before she was chancellor, she said the party leader has to be the same person as the parliamentary faction leader, the, the group, parliamentary group leader, which is, I'll come back to that later. That is a, there's going to be a good story about that. So anyway, they brought it all to like the, like, so she's always had this thing now. Now she's changed her mind and she said this in her press conference said, oh, we're going to split the two uh, offices and we're going to have a chancellor and a party leader. <laughs> and she would like, we would sort this all out and, we, and, and, but it'll be fine. Don't worry. I'm still going to be in charge, but we're going to have a different party leader. But that's all very well. So it's a change for everyone and it's a change for the CDU and it's a big, and it's bigger. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen here. But the thing is, a lot now depends on who they choose in December to be the party leader. Okay. And why does so much depend on that? Because if they choose someone who Merkel likes, like a, a loyalist, someone mm -hmm. like... Um, uh, there are three candidates. Let's come back to the candidates in a second. So if okay. they go with someone who's like pro-Merkel, like an yeah. ally... yeah. There, she will. She's likely to serve her full term in office, which will be up until twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, the, we had an election just last year, so officially. <laughs> <We> did, yeah. <laughs> so officially, she could it's keep hard going. To keep track in German elections because it's just yeah. like well, nothing. No one really wanted them. They go away for months. And oh. anyway, so we you could. Uh, she could keep going for another three years, uh, four years even. And everything will be fine. But if they years, go with yeah. someone who is, mm. I don't want to a say anti-Merkel, but not... A bit of an internal party critic. Yes. That person could be like, well, when are you going to leave? Because I'm going to be the next chancellor candidate. Obviously, whoever is going to be the CDU leader will probably be the candidate for chancellor mm -hmm. in the next election. And they might want to, they will want to get her... Out early. Yeah, they'll be like, well, this isn't, you know, we, I, this is unsustainable. They'll be like, well, you know, I've got this one policy. I want to do this. And you're in the government and you're in charge of the Germany and you're doing this other thing. But I've got to try and fight an election campaign. You know, you can see there is tension. Yes. So, so into this melee come three candidates, you say? There's, well, in fact, there were... Um, there are 12 altogether. Sweet mother of God. <laughs> but it's like, take even... me out. Do they have 12? No, they've got more. Of... Do you know that show? No. I'm not going to explain it to you. No, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't remember any reality TV show after Blind Date. It's, anyway. it's like a modern Blind Date. It's funny you should... Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll look into it. That's a reality TV show. You want to look into it. Would you like to talk about the main three candidates? So there are three main candidates. All right. They're, 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 they're considered the front runners. There's a pro, um, there's a pro Merkel one who's considered like a Merkel ally. She's called Annegret 
Kramp, Karrenbauer. They are going to have to stop with these <laughs> names. It's too much. Annegrete. No, no just Annegrete without the uh. Annegrete. Kramp. Kramp. Karrenbauer. Kagenbauer. Karrenbauer. Karrenbauer. Yeah. A builder of Karens. Yeah, carts. She's a cart builder. Well, her ancestors. I've forgotten how we started. That's like a whole German sentence. All right, so she's kind of... <laughs> she's the one. She's like, she's close to Merkel. She's considered a friend of Merkel's. She's considered like politically similar. And um, she's she used to be the state premier of Saarland, which is this okay. quite a small state mm -hmm. right out in, near France. And she sort of used to be... And she's now the general secretary of the CDU. Which okay. is, and she's always been considered like... If someone's going to take over for Merkel and be like Merkel, it'll probably be her. Like she's always been considered like this sort of okay. the natural successor. Against her, do you want to practice the name again? <laughs> Tell me again. Annegret. Annegret. Kramp. Kramp. Karrenbauer. Karrenbauer. Yeah, we can call her AKK if you like. No, that sounds awful. A lot of the political journalist people they all say AKK. Akaka is quite funny to say. Yeah, well, that's what like everyone says. But anyway, okay, so there's her, right? And um, and she's like, she's like kind of normal, you know, but she's like she's a bit struggling to uh, come out from under the shadow of Merkel. Like ever she's yeah. like, she's really struggling to be like her own person and saying and and Merkel has very deliberately not um, you know like like not 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 endorsed her yeah not said anything about her because she wants her to be like this you know you got she's got she's trying to create her own uh identity yeah and against her the main candidate against her is this guy called Jens Spahn who we've talked about before maybe did we in what context I mean, obviously, he's just in like politics a... context, <laughs> but in the context of this living room, but like he's just one of the he's just one of the many you know cunts that I've mentioned All right. briefly in the past. Jens Spahn. Yeah, he's okay. currently the health minister. That's not really important. Okay. But what is what is important about him is that he is often um, said like weirdly right wing populist things. Like he, for example, about a year ago. Oh, yeah. I think I know him for a different reason. <laughs> he said something him? shit, I think, about abortion. I can't remember. I Neither can I. I can't. No, like I'm over halfway through my mega because <laughs> I was quite thirsty when I arrived, and I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> may have, may or may not have said but something I about do, abortion. Yeah. <laughs> what he did say... Let's say that he did, and it was terrible, and we hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just really. go, Sorry, go with that. Anyway, <laughs> the the what has happened now is that Jens Spahn is... Uh, like, about a year ago, one thing he did say was that he didn't like all the people speaking English in Berlin. <laughs> Aye, Jens. But I've just tried to... You see how hard I just tried to pronounce your co... It'd be easier if he had a difficult name. Yeah, I get it. It's frustrating. But... Yeah, and he's like, he says like, oh, there's all these. Like about a year ago, he makes these kind of. He, he kind of says like, oh, there's too many people just speaking English in Berlin. Whenever you go to a, a, a restaurant in Berlin, it's like this metropolitan elite, and uh, they're totally detached from the German population. You know, he used to say things like that. 
now he he went into now he's gone into the cabinet since then he's health minister and he's been a bit more sensible mm. and he's been a bit more like normal but now he's he's back now he's announced his candidacy and he's and he wrote an article last week in the um FRTet which is like this sort of conservative newspaper and he said like one big problem is that we have to really face the problem of migration and we can't just dismiss people's fears and he kind of said like um these the 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 decision made in 2015 we uh, we can't just brush it under the carpet we have to like we know that like he about half the articles about migration right it was yeah. like he was like clearly pitching it and saying and oh yeah the other and i'll come to this other thing later but anyway so he's like he's like he's the one who kind of says like we're living in a more threatening world another thing is he went to visit the white house in america and didn't speak to donald trump but he had a meeting with john bolton national security um, advisor, he's just like one of Trump's people, and they had a, they had a meeting about um, as a health minister. He had a meeting about like um, like uh, I've forgotten exactly chem- chemical virus viral infections and the problem of chemical weapons, like okay. problem, problem with these these health threats. Like he he's like, he's considered like the one who would get on the best with Donald Trump of the three candidates. Oh, that is not something you want in like your yeah top Trumps. No pun intended. Like. Of politicians, like, you know, considered would get on best with yeah. Donald Trump. Oh, no. So he's like, so he's come back. He's like, he's quite very young and like people are excited about him. Also, another thing about him is he was the first to visit Donald Trump's America, uh, American ambassador in Germany, Richard Gren- Grenell. Yes. He's, he like, he was the one that, he, and he was one of the first to go and greet him and say, oh, it's great to meet you. Like, you know, it's like, you know, he made a point of that. Anyway. Gross. <laughs> so that's him. And then, then guess what happened? Those two people were already set up. We already knew that they were probably going to oh, be the no. candidate. And then this, like, then this, then this, and I'm really delighted now at this point that I can actually use a real uh, Shakespeare analogy. Excellent. Because <laughs> I, so Banquo arose in Merkel's past. Nah, yes. I, yeah, continue. Someone came back from Merkel's past. Someone, she defeated him. She defeated him in the early days before she was even chancellor when there was like power struggles in the seat at the top of the CDU and she was general secretary. She was the chancellor candidate and she she kind of defeated him and took over the position as um, parliamentary group leader. From this guy. This guy is called Friedrich Merz. Friedrich Merz. Yeah. So he came, he's suddenly announced within hours, within like an hour of Merkel's press statement saying, you know, uh, he came and he said he's he just been waiting camp. in the wings. Yeah. That's for crazy. 16 what's, years. What's he, for 16 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's oh, come yeah. back and he says, like, actually, why don't I become leader of the CDU? And th- bear in mind, what this guy, has he been doing since? This guy hasn't been an MP for nine years. He was an MP until two thousand and nine. He was always like a slightly disgruntled at the time. Like in the in the two thousand nine, he was a bit disgruntled, and he came back um, and 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 then he left. But he still, he still remember the CDU, and he had a few like low, kind of really low um, uh, political positions. Like for example. Uh, he comes from North Rhine-Westphalia, and uh, he was in the he was a the North Rhine-Westphalia's 
commissioner for Brexit. Like, so he's in, in the state of North Rhine Westphalia, they have a commissioner for Brexit. So he's in, like, he was like part of that. So he said, like, uh, so he had like a thrilling sort of, task. <laughs> yeah. So he did, and he's had, and the other thing he's done in the last um, eight years is built this massive financial career. Like he's a big finance guy. Oh, great! Yeah, he's. Um, if there's one thing politics needs more of, it's slightly <laughs> disgruntled, super yeah. rich white dudes. And he's uh, the the uh, on the supervisory board of an American asset management company called BlackRock. Oh no! Are the- they bad? Of course they're bad. <laughs> I mean, he's just <laughs> asset American asset management Yeah, that is his current job. Oh, God. They, that's the biggest What's asset manager. Friedrich Merz. Friedrich yeah. Merz. Now, he came out of nowhere. Like, he, no one, no one thought, like, people in the CDU, people might have known it, but no political journalist was saying, oh, Friedrich Merz is going to come back. Like, no one, it was just like, it was like, he kind of, he kind of rose and he kind of said, like, what about me, you know? And um, he did this press conference where he said, like, the CDU's been going wrong for all these years. He didn't directly uh, criticise Merkel because he's too much of a politician to do that, but he said, like, you know, we have to be a bit more... Um, uh, like, like I predicted all these problems with migration and I have, we have to, uh, like, we have to be more decisive and uh, all this other stuff. Like, he was like, you know... And we have to uh, counter climate change. But the thing is, he's like a big, like, uh, lobbyist. Like, he's like professional lobbyist, old school. He's pretty, he's fairly old as well. He's not much younger than Merkel. He's like 62. He's like, he's, he's, you know, he comes from this sort of, he's definitely like a, from from Merkel's generation of politicians. Yeah. But he's just come back. And um, so it's, it's, uh, yeah, and then, and he's, and he's, and, he has like the best uh, of the three candidates because of his experience and because of his connections with America through his company. And also he was once MEP in the nineties. He was an MEP. So he has connections in Europe. So he can kind of consider the one that has like, uh, the, the best CV, the best CV. Yeah. And <sighs> best standing in the CDU. And he's a bit of an old, old school kind of authoritarian CDU figure with really strong because the CDU has basically always been like a yeah a, a capitalist a, 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 like the capitalist protector like they're protecting uh, a big business that's their that's where they all their power comes their from. name capitalist democratic union yeah yeah it would make sense because that yeah. is even Merkel even Merkel who's considered like all this liberal she's like she she knows how to keep the the Siemens and Volkswagen sweet you know she knows all that stuff. And he's even more like that way. And I think, I think, my personal opinion is he's the favourite at the moment, Friedrich Merz, out of the three of them. Will we play some we bets? Yeah, I mean, things could, things could still happen. For example, today, today some... Cause, um, <laughs> Sorry. Have you heard of the Cum-X scandal? No. Cum, spelt C-U-M, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. All right. It's basically this massive... I, can't, I don't really understand it. But basically, there's all these <laughs> deals, and it's a way that all these companies can embezzle... Like, like you know, illegally avoid tax. Yeah. Illegally avoid tax. Yeah. So there's a way of, like, what they do... It's, like, it's an illegal process by which they 
kind of sell shares in one direction and buy them back in another direction quickly before and after an AGM. It's kind of complicated. I don't really understand it, but it's really complicated. But basically it means that, and it's happened across the whole of Europe and especially in Germany, and all these companies have kind of... Um, of of like of, of like of like got out of paying a lot of tax, like billions of tax, especially in Germany <sighs> for over years. So that scandal's kind of just broken. And BlackRock, the company, they're uh, involved with it. And BlackRock today, on this very day that we're speaking today, the today state- Tuesday the sixth of November. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Am I right in that? That I- <laughs> yeah, yeah, well done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah two thousand and eighteen. They, uh, the state prosecutors searched the offices of BlackRock over what? the scandal. Oh, my God. I mean, this it's, it's, it's going to be exciting, I think. I mean, it sounds awful. Yeah. I mean, I would like, obviously, AKK. But, um, of the I mean, people you've described thus far, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, mainly because... Um, the other two sound horrendous. Yeah. Um, Spahn. What's his first name? Jens. Jens. Jens Spahn. Not not a big fan already. Uh, he also doesn't like me because I'm an English speaker yeah. in Berlin. I mean, I do also speak German, but... Anyway. Yeah. And I mean, the other one. What's, I've forgotten his name again. Friedrich Merz. Friedrich Merz. I would have got that if I thought about it for a second. Um, I haven't eaten very much today and I've drunk most of my <laughs> mega can in my defence. Well, he sounds dreadful. Not dreadful as a human. I'm sure he's lovely. I'm sure he's very nice to his grandchildren or whatever if he has them. He does, actually. Yeah. But, um, yeah, BlackRock doesn't sound like a lot of fun. I don't really trust financial institutions very much. No, I mean, it's just, it's not like a, yeah, it's, it's an asset management company. So what they do is they look after people's pensions and it's the biggest in the world. They have like a, a trillion, they have something ridiculous. Like so just over dicking about with people's dollars. pension money to make loads of money for other people. Yeah. That makes me feel ill. Well, it's, you know, that is the modern world. It's capitalism, isn't it? That's what the fuck are we going to do? Oh, there's just not enough <laughs> mega cans in the world to deal with capitalism. Like, ugh. So that's what's going to happen. Like, either the CDU becomes really, um, like, really AFD light, which is under Jens Spahn, <laughs> or they become... Maybe they're going to have a rebrand. <laughs> yeah. Or they become even more capitalist, like, like under um, Friedrich Merz, or they just sort of trundle on like they are now, kind of trying to keep everything together uh, under our car car. That is just that is, that is the the scenario we are looking at. Well, we're just going to see what happens. So we've got until the eighth of December, and presumably this will be decided on or before the eighth of December. It will be decided by. Will they have votes. a great reveal? Will Angela Merkel sort of go? Like end. disappeared <laughs> down into a sort of like fire pit on a stage and somebody else rises up or comes out. Like when I went to see Westlife when I was about 14 in concert and they sort of, for their final number, flew out on things above the audience. That would also be fun for whichever new person is going to lead the CDU. I mean, That's my request, I CDU, if you're listening. <laughs> and please, can I come? <laughs> 
<laughs> I wouldn't put it past Jens Spahn to do something like that. All right. Um, that it will be decided. This is this is mad as well. Is that not? It's not up to just a vote of the CDU members. It's a thousand delegates. They have these delegates, and there's only about a thousand of them, and they all get to vote. And they have regional uh, delegations, so like North Rhine-Westphalia, Berlin has a delegation, but it's really tiny. Like they each have a delegation based on how big how many members they have. So they all have a delegation. And then there's like other delegations. There's like the CDU women delegation, and then there's the CDU like uh, the, the sort of workers delegation. So there's a slightly more like yeah, they have the, they, there's this delegation like. A, <laughs> and they all get. They all well, the proletariat. They've made their vote. Yeah, it's really mad. Jesus. So God. they all kind of get together, and, and and there's a big party conference in Hamburg on December eighth, and that is where the result, the vote will be made, and the results will be announced. Oh, I'd love to go. How do we go? You'll probably go. I don't know if I'm going to be invited. You get a plus one for these events. That'd be really fun. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't it's even... like the most trying to get out of having to bring me on a date ever. <laughs> I just... Uh, I'll bring maggots. I just don't know if it's... Um, I I don't know if I'm going to go. I mean, I just don't... You know, it's like it's not my decision. All right. Um, okay. So... So, yeah. That is basically what's been happening this week. That is... And, and last week. So now you're up to date. Um, fantastic. I know everything now. There's the, the other news... Um, I'm still trying to write her name. <laughs> I'm going to have to just Annegret, see it written down. Annegret Kramp-Karrenbauer. Kramp-Karrenbauer. Karen? Karen. Karen. Spell it. K-A-R-R-E-N. Karrenbauer. Yeah. kramp Oh, mate. That must have been tough learning to write that in, like, grade one or whatever. <laughs> And um, do you want to hear the latest poll numbers? Aye. The CDU is now on um, 24%. And they are the biggest party. This is like, this is how... This is not so... This is, we're we're just like, all the other parties are on between 10 and um, 20%. This is like their well, we're all just going to have to come together and learn to get on, aren't we? And the SPD. Oh dear, they're not having a good time. No, they're in a. They're just in disaster zone. They're down to thirteen point five percent. Gosh, that's like that's. Oh no. That is the same as the AFD. Yeah, I was going to say. They're in the same. They're they're basically they're they're like. They're trying to beat the AFD. And the SPD are having these meetings where they're trying to decide what they really believe in and what they can't really... And what they can't admit... What they can't admit is that there used to be... Like, the SPD was, like, a big deal in the 19th century. They were like, this was, like... this was That was their time, you know? The 19th century. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're the oldest political party in Europe. They're, the, like, they were the, the, the ones still active. Like, they're the oldest one that's still active in Europe. Aye. And they were, like... They were, like, a big deal in, in the old days the spd they were like i mean there's old days and then there's old days yeah that was like but they were like they were four germany's ago yeah. <laughs> it was they were like... four, four germany's ago <laughs> i went to the the reason i'm saying this is because i went to the um uh the the history of berlin 
um, the the story of Berlin, which is the the the, the uh, exhibition, the one that they're knocking down now. There's a story of Berlin exhibition, and there's this whole thing about Bismarck and the SPD, and like, um, <laughs> and Bismarck was like, I fucking hate the AFD. Uh, fuck, no, SPD. I'm getting drunk now. <laughs> they're like they, they were like this insurgency of the workers rights yeah and it was in reaction to the spd that we even have workers rights that we yeah. even have trade unions yeah because they created because well, that's part thing. of all those kind of like 19th yeah. century particularly like late 19th century reforms that were yeah. going on everywhere which is super cool yeah but lads and now it was a while ago now it's just really sad now i'm just thinking now they're like they just they can't they're being outflanked by fucking like hardcore racists and sort of, and, and the, like the only, what I'm, what I'm leading, what all this is leading to, but I'm just whittering on through this drunken haze is that, (laughs) uh, we have a choice now between actual socialism or barbarity. Yeah. That is all that there is. There's nothing in between now. We've got to, like, we can't, there's no... And I feel nostalgic about Merkel. Like, she's not left yet, but she's... I feel quite, like, I think it and... is going to be difficult to say goodbye to her whenever that sort of finally comes. Yeah. And I have a horrible feeling it's maybe not going to be yeah. 2021. But it's going to be scary. And, yeah. But we can't, there's no point in being nostalgic. Like, I feel no. like Obama was lovely... And, you know, even like, even these sort of liberal Americans are worried about, were like, oh, remember George Bush? I remember Clinton. But that's all that is over now. We can't like have, we can't have these competent, we have the incompetent, yeah. we have these, this centric politics is over. Either, either you're for a socialist future or you're for a fascist future. That is all, there's, there's no choice. That is your. Because it's, it's the inequality in the world is just so great now. Yeah. We need a correction. One way or another, we need a correction. Yeah. And that is what I was leading up to with the end there. All right. So we're asking people to choose their... Yeah, if you're in America, go and vote Democrat because... Jesus Christ, yes. Um, I mean, I know how we like, we have, like asking you to choose, but presumably if you're listening to us wittering <laughs> on drunkenly, like you're probably on one specific side, not the other... Unless you're I, just really masochistic or... Yeah, I mean, I realise that the sort of floating voters would have turned off, maybe might have turned off by now. We have about, we had about five listeners in America. Go and vote Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> because, Please honestly, God, go and vote Democrat. It is, it is looking bad. I just think it's looking bad. We need to, like, do something because I'm just... I think it's going to... I don't know. Or, um, I'm also oh, drunk now, so uh, I, I can't. I wanted really... to give you some good news because we're we're there. We're there. I now. feel like I should be giving you some good news. You seem upset. I'm worrying oh. this is taking more of a toll on you now than me. I've had a beach holiday. <laughs> like things are shit, but I have had some sunshine. Um, the most <laughs> drinking the, wine. Uh, the Green Party are doing very 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 well. Go Way... on the Greens. That is, I think I voted Green in the last election. Do we talk you? about that? Am I just super Northern Irish? Oh. In that you just never... I always think it's such an awful thing to say who you voted for or ask anyone who they voted for. Is that a normal human thing or is that just a Northern Irish thing? Um, well, it's like... You mean like it's like asking someone's income or something? 
it's a bit awkward. It's a bit like it's not. It's a social mm. thing. You're not supposed to ask. No, as in it's almost like a complete taboo. Yeah, taboo. Yeah, like you can't. Oh, okay. okay, it's not just Northern Ireland. Yeah, no, it's a bit of a taboo. But normally, you know. So you voted green. I think so. In the like Bitsiak, whatever it was, but that was ages ago. It was like two oh, years ago. In in Neukölln. Um, yeah, it's the only thing I'm allowed to vote in. So I'm delighted to hear that all these people benefiting from this, what's it called? Cum, cum scandal, cum X. Cum X Oh, Jesus. That they've been saving loads of tax while I've been paying 40% tax and basically having very little vote. That's delightful. That just fills my little heart's cockles. With democratic joy. Next, we'll do a whole podcast about German tax law, if you like. That would be really good. I've got a lot of say about <laughs> German tax. No, I'm bringing two <laughs> mega cans then for each of us. Anyway, the Greens are on... Um, uh, uh, in one poll this week, the Greens were on 24%. Which Sweet is, mother of God, that's is, the same as the CDU. It's three points behind the CDU. That has never happened before. It was the highest they've ever been polled in the history of the Green So party. you think it's what? It's going to be Greens or AFD, really? If we can simplify yeah, it down to a party AFD, thing. AFD had only 13%, sometimes 16%, but it's like hovering around there. The, the Greens are actually the most successful party at the moment in Germany. Well, what's... So that's yeah. That. So there's that, you know, and they're nice. Do you think we're just going to be accused of being very partisan by all our millions of people who are <laughs> like calling us up mainstream the, media. Message, the message that we're putting forward to the public, influencing I'm not life. listening to this anymore. <laughs> I just, uh, uh, this has ceased to be a really reliable, factual account of the German news <laughs> yeah. and just become an absolute fucking... political <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Oh, They're probably paid by George Soros. Um, Here, if George Soros ever wanted to throw me a few quid, I would probably take it. Yeah, I know. I've Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we've kind of, uh, like... Um, was that the good news? That was the good news, yeah. Yay! Is that, is that I'm, I'm, I'm into that. Okay. I do think that people... Right, this is genuinely... Could I request that before people make the choice, if that is the choice between a socialist future or a fascist future, could we all go and have as much therapy or personal development or whatever it is as possible before we make that choice? Oh, yeah. Do you think it is mainly a personal thing? I. I think it is. I genuinely think that if people are kind of like, I tried to explain this the other night, but I was, absolutely mangled and it just didn't work at all. <laughs> but yeah, genuinely, I think people have a lot more capacity to care about other people when they're not like super wrapped up in their own stuff. And if you deal with your absolute terrifying rage against at least one of your parents and your complete paralyzing fear of other people, which we kind of all have yeah. to some extent, then if you deal with that a little bit, then you're like, oh, we could, we could, we could have some migrants in here. That's probably all right. Yeah. People are not so bad. 
we, I could share. Yeah, I think it's probably true that I think a lot of people have, uh, who are angry in politics have got to get something off their chest that is a personal thing. First. I just assume that everyone they kind of to, knows that. Like They have to work out what they really think about their parents or something. Exactly. Like, I mean, look at that Brett Kavanaugh person. Yeah, I mean, he could He's probably got, do the therapy. What is going on with him and probably his mother? He's very cross, doesn't really know how to deal with anything. Yeah. That's not to say that that's like, oh, it's okay because he gets to be in the Supreme Court now. Like, that's just not okay. But, yeah, I think when you actually take people at face value, anyone who's dealing in, like, anger and rage and hatred, it's not actually coming from some kind of... yeah. Justified or authentic. Do you know that I um, I met um, uh, some AFD members last week? A couple I of didn't because I was having fun in Crete and you were having a shit time. <laughs> Maybe you had a lovely time with AFD members. I don't know. No, but uh, I talked about you know like I said like so why do you why do why do you AFD voters vote for AFD? Like why is the reason? What is the real reason? Like why is it? And he said that they all feel very pessimistic like one thing that unites us is that we feel that in germany it seems like everything's okay like it seems like the the the, the economy is okay but we feel really pessimistic about um everything falling apart so in the face of actual evidence like kind of it's okay like living in germany it's not brilliant for everyone i'm not trying to say that but in terms of places that you could be living in the world Mm. Not bad. Yeah, it's strange, though, it, isn't it? Well, no, because if you are someone who's had like a bit of a shit time or you have a lot of resentment against whether it's like personal things or more sort of societal things or or all of that, then then you do have this kind of like Weltschmerz, which is a word that I learned, like just like general, I used to have it a lot, like general anxiety about the state of the world. And that's not to exempt society from, it's not just to say like everyone just needs to go and like work on themselves and then they'll realize that society is okay. Absolutely not. There's lots of stuff that is not okay with society. But if you do a wee bit of work, maybe I'm going like, oh God, I'm just afraid of everything. Mm. Even though things are kind of not that bad, I'm afraid of everything. Maybe I could look at that. And then you can look at things in a more rational thing and you go, okay, well, this is all not okay but maybe this is a better way of solving it rather than voting for the AfD who are insane and are not, what, what, what are they offering? Can you imagine tomorrow we wake up and the AfD is in power? Are they going to be actually able to, what, what are they going to do? No, they, nothing. Mean, Everything is going to be terrible. Do you know what he said to me? You know, because this was a Berlin AfD uh, member and he said, he was talking, we were talking about like, so what do you like in Berlin? And he said like, well, the diesel ban, you know, they're banning diesel. And he said like, well, the problem is that we live in a big city. So obviously it's going to be bad for, it's going to, obviously the air is going to be dirty. You know, we just have to accept it. He said like, we have to just accept that the air is going to be dirty because it's going to be polluted. And if you want to, and if you want clean air, Go and move to the countryside. And then he was going on like, all the green voters, all the Berlin green voters, 
They all want to. They all want clean air, but then they don't want to move out of Berlin because they want to have parties and fun. <laughs> like they want to have the party Berlin too, and they don't want to. He said, like if, he was like this. Sort if of, your party is urging you to maybe, I don't even. I, I don't even know where to where to begin with that. But there's this weird thing of like they're pessimistic about things, how they're going to turn out, but yet they're urging this kind of like stoical acceptance of things like pollution hmm. and also if they're trying to make you cross at people who want to like have a nice time and party without hurting anybody else yeah maybe sort of, maybe a, maybe not the right people i think it's like a gen i think it's a generational thing as well i think most afd voters are a bit older and i think they really feel I, like they, yeah. feel, they feel a bit jealous of all the young people like having nice sex yeah, and I also because we live in a bit more of an age where people are like, maybe I should, like, mental health is a thing. <laughs> and, like, it's okay to talk about it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I We're in the middle of... I, they just they just feel like the world as it is is getting worse and they can't understand it. I think that is what, mm. what moves, like, right-wing voters. It's like, it's getting worse and worse. Like, public service is getting worse. Like the one thing you mentioned was the Bundeswehr. There's like all these stories, but every time the Bundeswehr is in the news, it's always like, oh, the helicopters are crashing. The Bundeswehr is the German army. The German army. They're always like, oh, the, 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 they don't have the right... The guns are melting. The helicopters keep crashing, which is all true, which I've written about too. And they that's all they read about the Bundeswehr. So I was like, oh, you... Stop see? writing about it then. <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> that, is, that is the whole thing. Like, I just think that every time I write a negative story about something happening in the government, that that it's is... It's going to be makes, taken up by the... The AFD voters read it and they think, yeah, it's all getting worse. I better vote AFD because they will, they will try Could and stop it. Could you maybe have a little tagline at the end of every... Article. This does not mean that you should vote after. No, no. <laughs> but it's just like there is always this thing about like we can't. It ever. They're all the same. Everyone. They're all getting worse. They're letting all the Muslims in. They're going to turn Germany into a Muslim country. We can't yeah. stop it. We have to. We need someone to stop yeah. it happening. And that is why I. It, but it's, it's such like an really illogical. Weird. This is the thing we all have a responsibility to look at. Like, genuinely, and everyone is intellectually more or less capable of this. Like, when you really sit down and talk to yourself, is this, like, a logical... Is what I'm thinking, like, a logical response to the actual facts? And if not... No, but it's a... If they have a simple response, this is what I was going to talk about, um, is that this is the what the global pact of... The global compact on migration, right? The UN, they come up with this thing. And the, what, the, the other thing that the AFD people think that all the government, all the people in charge, they are just making these decisions without asking us. That is what they really feel like. They just, they just like pass, they just. Well, if you like that, vote the fascists into par and then you'll yeah. see, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> but they feel like it's not a different. They feel like, they feel like um, the, you've, they vote for the CDU and then Merkel gets into power and she still starts doing things like switching off nuclear power stations. And they say, well, we never didn't, we didn't know that was going to happen. Or they're going to, or let's say like, they, or if it was Schroeder, he could suddenly starts to vote for, he starts introducing Hart's Fear. And they go, oh, why, why did it? I didn't know about Hart's Fear. Or introducing the Euro. Or, you know, like, it's all these 
the decisions that are made at a, a much wider level that are really complicated. And this is what Brexit's all about. It's like <sighs> these politicians were just making decisions and we never had any control of them. And they feel like um, that we're just like, ah, oh, and we need yeah. to, I, they just feel really angry and about this um, elite. This is what they call them, the elite. Mm. There's these people in power just doing things and we can't do anything about it. Yeah. And I, and and that is why they. This is why this global compact for migration is just what going to. It was. It's been apparently amongst. I mean, we're talking about thirteen percent of the German population. It's not that many German voters. Thirteen percent. But anyway, it was a huge issue. This global compact for migration. I hadn't even heard of it until like last week. That it was, but for, amongst AFD voters, is a massive issue because they felt like the UN had made this decision to like start distributing migrants all over the world and all their like newspapers were reporting it. Like uh, they had all these right wing blogs and whatever mm-hmm. that they read and Twitter and so Facebook, they were, they were all reporting it. And in the mainstream media, it wasn't being reported. And it's mm. true. It wasn't being reported. Now it's being reported. And now the, it's, the AFD completely owns that issue. Like now it's like, if you believe in the global compacts of migration, then it means you're for migration. And if you, and if you don't believe in it, then you're against it. That is that, but that is so much more complicated. Than that it's not even it's yeah. not even legally binding. It's not even anything. It's not even a it's not even a that big an issue. But it's being made into an issue mm. because they're like they just they feel like something's happening and behind closed doors. And 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 it's true that the German government and especially under Merkel that they've been like doing these things. Like it's sort of true. It is sort of true. Like Merkel's style has always been. We'll just get these things done because we have to get these done. They're not important anyway. And now that people are like, oh, we have to stop it. Yeah. We have to stop it. But anyway, so it's in the news now. I don't know if the AFD will win. But it's, um, yeah. And I get it. I think just people I, are like, people are. I, I get all now. those frustrations. Like, I, I do. And. Like, fascism is not the answer. Lads, like, and I mean lads in the Irish term there, as in everyone. Just people. (laughs) It's non-gendered. Yeah. Um, Like, like it's it's really not the answer. No, but that's the, yeah, but, you know, it's like. They, they then they then they just say oh we should just like so that's where this kind of comes on this then America first you know like Germany first we've got to like protect our borders like we got to, it's just this sort of we can't just let the UN decide things and but they but it's not even that big a deal like in in that compact for migration it even says national sovereignty will be protected it even says that it even says like every country every member state that signs yeah. up for this will decide their own migration policy. That expressly says it. And yet, the way it's being reported on and the way that the AFD present it and the way everyone is just like, oh, if you vote for this, it means we're going to let all the Muslims in. But it's not it's not what it is. It's not what it is. No, but no one it's wants just... to read the fine print of some, no. like, UN proposal. Are you mad? And also, like, and, well, anyway, I should probably stop here because I, I could We've talk... talked for, like, I feel like we've... We talked for a while. <laughs> we talked for a while. It's just interesting. I, some... I just think it's all very interesting because, like, we are entering a new world where um, the future of the world is just going to be migration. Like, we we can't really stop it now. 
Like we've we've like industrialization that sort of that that was all the old style industrialization sort of had its time where we all have had factories and all this stuff. But now in the future, people are going to need to move around to find work. That is just how it's going to be. Like people are going to have to move around. But we don't all we can't all live near the mine anymore. There aren't going to be any mines in the future. We have to like if they want a job, you've got to go to the rich countries. Yeah, I can start to hear the baby next door on the microphone <laughs> crying, just wailing. Can you I hear ho- it? I hope that baby has not been able to understand any of this. No, I don't. I hope that baby um, <laughs> has a good life. Yeah, please to ensure that baby's good life. I mean, really, the piece of advice is don't vote left. Yeah, just don't do it. I've had a, I've. Um, I've had the whole mega can. I'm absolutely like, honestly, I came here feeling quite professional because I'd just come from work. Yeah. But I haven't eaten very much and now I've had a mega can and I'm like, not sure I'm going to be able to get out of this chair. Well, you can stay in a while, it's fine. You can just rant at me some more. <laughs> I'm trying to find a way of wrapping up. I'm really struggling to There's wrap up. There's not much to wrap up, really. No. I think we just leave people with the choice of. We could just stop talking. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Thank you for listening. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you got this far, you're like I our mean, biggest congratulations. fan. Congratulations. We should also have got a medal. You get a free mega card. Okay. All right. Phew. I feel better now. Yay. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye, everyone. Have a good week. Bye.